How's it going? I am Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rock and Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine and music and how the two go so well together. Find it all over the web. You can find it at find prior episodes at Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, all the places, uh, rockandvino.com, on social media, at Rock and Vino, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like and subscribe. Get new episodes on Tuesdays because that's when they come out and that's when you get new ones hot and fresh. And uh, they're usually pretty good. So you, you'll find them there. Hot and fresh out of the oven. Exactly. Like a good cookie. <laughs> Rock and vino like a hot and fresh cookie. <laughs> Chocolate chip, please. Exactly. <laughs> now. Yeah. We've had a, a string of, of lots of guests. We have no guests today. Not Well, but yeah. Sometimes it's cool to just exactly. chill and not have a guest. Exactly. So. We, we've got like topics and things. Topics. It's very exciting. Things They're to talk hot about. Hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I, I myself uh, just back from a uh, the weirdest like sports trip week you could imagine. Was it centered uh, around sports? It that really was. The was. Idea? Okay. It was okay. that was the that was the inspiration for it. Uh, starting in Phoenix for spring training. Phoenix slash Scottsdale slash the Phoenix metro area. Did you area. go to Top Golf? I like did go to Top Golf. I've heard it's like amazing. I it's don't know what it so is. So cool, and I'm terrible at golf. Oh, okay. <laughs> which means, by extension, I'm terrible at Top Golf. Oh man! And still had a great time. Awesome. Also, they have a drink that tastes like a creamsicle. Really? Yes. And I wanted all of them. From uh, from Phoenix, went down to L.A. The uh, the Sharks uh, hockey team had a uh, like a back to back in Southern California, so went to Los Angeles, down to Anaheim. Anaheim is not my favorite. Yeah. And then. Uh, Went, drove up to Vegas from there, saw the Knights play, spent a weekend in Vegas, and then came back. And uh, you texted me and said that your experience at the, uh, is it the T-Mobile Arena was quite T-Mobile Arena, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, you, it's... Can you elaborate on that? <laughs> no, it, it's the most fun I've ever had at a sporting event, like not having a rooting engine. Like, my team wasn't playing, and I oh. felt so, like... I was a Knights fan. Wow, <laughs> I awesome. bought in. It was like you just felt like uh, like you were part of the big fan. But like they brought everybody in. It was great. Uh, it was very much like they took like the nightclub mm. slash Vegas show experience and are like, we're gonna make an arena out of that. Wow. Uh, so like the second they come out for warm ups, the the uh, all like the. The monitors or the speakers, jumbotron. the jumbotron, and everything. The music comes on at like Mach twelve. It was, like, it was so loud, like your chest is shaking, and like the game doesn't even start for a half hour. No, uh, bring earplugs. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was unprepared for this. Shoot. Uh, yeah, and then through like the entire game, they're just—I don't want to say yelling at you, but like they're getting the crowd going for everything. And, wow. But like you feel very like connected to it. It's pretty cool. Uh, but they're aware. They also have an awareness that there's a lot of people traveling there either as tourists or as visiting fans, and they sort of have nods to that throughout the thing, throughout the game. Uh, so it's it's so fun, so cool. It was, it was. I don't say a meaningless game, but like it, it, just a normal regular season game, and the crowd was into it like it was the Stanley Cup Finals. It was wow. crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so a, a lot of fun there. Uh. But the theme of the trip, which we found out, was falling. <laughs> That's right. There, there's multiple examples of this throughout the trip. Uh, some including me, some including other people. 
Yeah. Uh, are, are you are you aware of bird scooters? I sure am. I love bird scooters. Dude, I want them in Sonoma County. They're great. Yeah, I agree. They're generally great. Somebody please make that happen. They're great most of the time. <laughs> uh, yes, the fine city of Scottsdale has bird scooters. Uh, so the first day... Uh, coincidentally, was also St. Patrick's Day, which has no connection to the rest of the story. I swear. <laughs> uh, but yeah, most of the uh, most of the sidewalks there are very flat, so you know it makes it really easy to to scooter around and get around and not have to worry about too much. Except one that I found. Uh, it was just going across, going across your standard intersection. Turned behind me to say something to to my buddy. Uh, and hit a solid curb. Oh, no. At probably half speed, so it's probably like 10 to 15 miles an hour, which is not bad. <laughs> uh, scooter stops dead, stays upright. Mike keeps going for... I. It felt like I was in the air for a split second, but apparently it was majestic. Oh, this, my goodness. Uh, and uh, just hit the ground very hard and... Well, I've at been least nursing injuries since. At least you're alive. Did you get some uh, some some road burns, some road rash? Sup- surprisingly, I think I broke a wrist. I'm not sure, but uh, that's still oh, no. to be decided. Shoot. Uh, but yeah, I was amazed that it wasn't worth. Like, I don't think I actually like scraped the ground. I just hit it. Oh. I just thumped it. Wow. Uh, it, but my favorite part was that's it was impressive. in front of twelve bikers at the intersection, <laughs> who all at the same time went, "Oh!" <laughs> like, thanks, guys. A similar thing happened to me in Mexico, but I was actually driving a scooter, like mm. an actual like Vespa scooter, and I went to take a turn, and I took it too fast and just oh no, slid out, and I was like, oops, but I was like, fine, actually, and I just got right on and kept on chugging along. I'm like, don't mind me, just going ahead. That did not happen. I meant to do that. <laughs> I, yeah, had I had I been looking forward, it wouldn't have been an issue, but I, I think it was looking backwards and then just. The shock of <laughs> suddenly being airborne was not a good mix. No, so lesson was, learned. No looking back while scooting. Exactly. So that was fall number one. Mm. Uh, fall number two, we're going to take this a dark turn. Yeah. Uh, so we get to the Airbnb at in L.A. Uh, on the 19th floor of an apartment building. Uh, it's a very nice space. I enjoyed it. Uh, but a friend of mine that's there, um, is uh, he's also a police officer. So... Um, we're all just kind of hanging out in there, uh, I think before the game that night, just killing time. Uh, and he hears sirens. So just naturally curious, like, oh, I wonder what's going on. And he looks out the window and goes, oh, oh, there's, there's cops. And looks a little more. It's like, oh, there's police action. Looks a little, there's a body. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's terrifying. The it, first night you're there. We had been there 45 minutes. Oh, jeez. Uh uh, apparently, I mean, very sad. Someone had apparently jumped off the parking structure across from us. But it's a little jarring, like, 40 minutes after arriving at a place. You're like, uh, what Doesn't just really happened? really make you want to go sleep there. Like, No, not so much. You're like, I'm not really tired not anymore. Not so much. That. So that was fall number two. <laughs> uh, fall number three, uh, we get to the restaurant uh, that we were going to eat at. This, this restaurant on uh, the 71st floor... Of uh, the Intercontinental Hotel, there it was. It was a cool place. Uh, I did not pick it, <laughs> uh, but we get there and there's like super high security, like 
they've got the street closed off. There's guys with earpieces and suits. You would think the president was there. And apparently he was like two months earlier, but it had that feel to it. Like there's something important going on here. This is interesting. Um, and they almost like didn't even let us into the restaurant. We're like, we have a reservation. It's like, okay, come past me. the velvet rope. <laughs> I guess here. you're special enough to come in. <laughs> so we get up there and then suddenly there's helicopters flying around, like within like a hundred feet of this building. I'm like, this is weird. And, they're doing all kinds of like, I don't want to say acrobatics, but not flying like normal helicopters. And oh, then wow. you see that one has like a camera mounted on the front of it. Like, oh, something's happening. Turns out there was a Red Bull party on the roof uh, where they were filming some daredevil base jump or something like that. I can't think. It's like a chipmunk suit or something yeah, like that. Yeah, little squirrel suits. Squirrel suit. Not a chipmunk suit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they were doing some base jump thing and filming it and it was like an action video or something like that so suddenly they come falling by the window like that was weird whoa you saw them actually yeah. like out the window mm-hmm. that's cool that was strange uh they had like little jet i don't want to say jet packs but like they lit off fireworks when they went down didn't people in la think it was like a meteor or something the, like ne- that next morning all the news in la is like there were people putting up YouTube videos like, I just saw a comet, ah, a meteor just hit L.A. And people like freaking out about like just a guy in a squirrel suit. alien conspiracies <laughs> and stuff. Uh, yeah. So there was that, too. Nor, nor is it Elon Musk. Also possible. <laughs> it's not space. See, he released a rap song. No. He what? released a rap song about Harambe the gorilla or something Are like that. Are you kidding me? Not, like he... not even joking. Wow. I did not listen to it because I don't need that in my life. I think I do need that in my life. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> I wish we could play it on this, but he would probably be the one to sue us, to be like, <laughs> right. they're using music. Right. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah, about Harambe. <laughs> Song eulogizing Harambe the gorilla. Wow, I did not know. Oh, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Like, that's, that's really interesting. It's something the world needed. It is. Uh, final fall. Uh, less uh, less dramatic than the final ones. <laughs> Are you aware of Fremont Street in Vegas? In, oh yeah, absolutely. That it is. is I I was aware it existed, uh, but was unaware how cool it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's a thousand times better than the Strip. It's so fun. It it's is. so like it, it's still kind of silly, like street performer entertainment, kind of over the top. But it's funny and it's and, you know, uh, it, it's it's not as odd as the strip is <laughs> it, it just has its own kind of character to it uh but they have like the zip line thing that goes across yeah that's cool i was so freaked out at trying it i was like well this is where i die like, i'm was... actually looking at the photo right now and your face is very very like intense you're like what did i do with the my photo life? is the greatest thing ever i'm like <laughs> this i've made a terrible choice uh but it turned out to be amazing because you never actually feel like you're falling. You just are going straight. So once you sort of get acclimated to the height of it, which is weird, but it's not horrible, uh, it's super fun. It was great. It was. I, I didn't die. Did you feel like you were flying? I did feel like I was flying. Did you feel like Superman? That's what they call it. Oh. It's called the Superman. Nice. Okay. Uh, the, the funny thing is, like, as an afterthought, or just like they throw it in at the end, they're like, oh, watch out for the brakes at the end. <laughs> so you're like 90% of the way through it and you see the end of it and and you think like I'm getting really close and I'm going really fast this seems bad 
uh, and then they just jam on the brakes, and like I think that hurt more than anything else. It's like, oh god! Seriously, my uh, goodness. Yeah, that that concludes the falling on the trip. Uh, <laughs> but to tie in music, though, I do have to. I have a musical connection. Okay. The final closer, it like closed out the whole week. It was pretty cool. They have the um, the ceiling or whatever that goes down it that has the that projects the video yes. on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at night, like at the top of each hour, they do like a musical tribute thing or like a musical performance. Uh, and I think the first one was they did Green Day and then Imagine Dragons and then The Killers. And they're all, it, like everything goes dark right at the top of the hour. It lasts mm. about seven minutes. It's a couple songs and a big video projects. Uh, 11 o'clock, the tribute to Lincoln Park. It was great. And you were stoked. You're yeah. like, yes, finally. That, that was the capper. It was, <laughs> um and you had yeah. another like Lincoln Park. There was another Lincoln trip, Park right? tie-in. Yeah, of uh, course, because there has to be. Ex- there always has to be a Lincoln Park <laughs> exactly. tie-in. Uh, totally random. Uh, I was surprised this made it. It made quite a bit of news. Mm. Like that it happened. Um, was the the art exhibit for Chester? Oh yeah. Uh, Jim Laveau, I believe, is the photographer's name. Uh, rented out an exhibit or a, a art gallery in uh, Burbank, and. Uh, he'd been a longtime friend of Chester and had done a lot of shoots with him, whether it's like post shoots or live shots and things like that. And um, he took probably 20 of his best shots and blew them up in huge, uh, huge print size. And it was really, really cool. Did you buy one? I did buy one. Oh, cool. Awesome. Uh, I took a gamble. I was like, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get this home. It's fair. Like, he had huge ones that were $3,000. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were smaller ones. So oh, I was okay. like, how am I going to get this home? So I tried shipping it. Uh, it didn't make it. It didn't it, make it? It, it made it. Uh, it's There's a giant crack down the frame. <gasps> oh, no. But I took out insurance, so. UPS will be paying for it. <laughs> Can but you order another one from him? It, it just needs the glass replaced. It it, oh, it survived. I see. Like okay. I nearly had a heart attack at first, but oh, okay, it, it it made it through. But I, so many Lincoln Park fans, like so much. I, I in doing a million different things during the day, only got to sort of get the tail end of it um, when kind of the event was wrapping up. But I I had seen like videos and photos of earlier in the day, and it was packed. And mm-hmm. it was a DJ just playing Lincoln Park songs. I think they had like a cover band the next day. And wow, that's just cool. so much like Chester Love and Lincoln Park Love in the room. So. Oh, Chester. I think it was, uh, I believe it was his birthday that they did it on. So it was kind of cool. Yeah, well, that makes sense that yeah. they would do it on his birthday for sure. It was a fundraiser to Tilda's charity. The 320, 320 changes direction mm-hmm. or something like that. So yeah. Very cool. Much, much action. <laughs> Yeah, you've ha- you've uh, had a very <laughs> fun uh, like prior week or whatever. Action packed, falling. Action packed. You were I, like a Superman, and then you fell. I did. Uh, I the funniest thing about the Top Golf experience was I did that like two hours after my scooter fall. Oh, it was a disaster. Ouch. Did your hands hurt? Like, did you fall on your hands when uh, you fell off the scooter? I, I would like know. that's it what was, I would just think is like I'd fall on my hands. It was. Uh, it was my right hand and my left rib, so oh. I don't know how that works. Yeah, like, seriously, how does that happen? <laughs> sure. I wish there was video. I so wish there was oh, video. Oh, man. I'm sure there's a camera out there that caught it somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, one of the things we were talking about this week, uh, as we, I mean, 
I guess there's music all the time, but getting into summer, like people are thinking more about totally. going out and seeing music. And uh, we're thinking about what our our personal favorite venues are, what makes a great venue, what venues don't we like, what makes a venue terrible. Um, yeah. Uh, what I know you'd said you'd like the Warfield, I think was your favorite. I do. I love the Warfield. I don't like waiting in line to get into the Warfield. I mean, it's always it's always interesting. Let's just put it that way. On one hand, it's great people watching. Uh, yeah. On the other hand, I don't want to die. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but once you're inside, I do love it. It's, you know, very old San Francisco vibe. Um, and then what I love most about it is the fact that there's essentially like three different tiers of front row. You know, because you can right. be... That's right, that's right. You can be like at the... The level that you walk in at, and you can have like a front row there. You can walk down a few steps and then have the front row there, which is my personal favorite. Or you can be down in the pit and be front row there. I like being in the second row, second tiered front row, because you're still close enough to Mm -hmm. be able to like be close enough to the band. I don't need to be touching you, like whatever. Sometimes they do come out into the crowd and like walk on the, you know. Right, right. But which is rad. But um, that's, like, my happy place because then I'm front row. I'm not breathing in anybody's, like, nasty sweat who's in front of me, which is mm-hmm. gross. Like, you know, I'm older now. I don't need to be all up in the mix anymore. I just need to enjoy the show and, like, have fun. So I love that. You're just a little bit above everyone. You're just far enough back that you get the better sound. Like, you don't lose, like, exactly. the vocal or whatever. Exactly. So, some people, some, Sometimes they take care of that and sometimes they don't. It's a little toss-up. So, yeah. It's, right. That's, that's the way to go. So that's a great venue. And they have the upstairs area, too, if you want to go upstairs and check them out from the balcony. Um, they have a pretty decent alcohol menu there as well, like some beer and wine and, of course, cocktails. They actually have pretty good food. They do have pretty Surprising. good food. Surprising. It's yeah. not a place you would expect to have good, decent concert food. Mm-hmm. It's pretty solid. Yeah. I can't remember what I, I got, like, a hot dog there, or like a yeah. bagel dog or something. It was right. Delicious. I think I've gotten, like, a pretzel. Yeah. Or nachos, something. Anyway. One thing I think San Francisco has a plethora of um, are, I mean, you said the Warfield's an older venue. They have kind of like these classic venues that are good. Not, they don't, I mean, obviously they're older, but they don't feel like ratty and disgusting. And, right. Um, mm-hmm. They're comfortable places to see music, which I guess is probably why they've lasted so long. You get the Warfield, you get the Fillmore, Great American Music Hall, all have been around. The for, Regency. The Regency is another good one. Love the Regency as well. That's the cool spot. Uh, the Fillmore and Regency are kind of similar and similar in size, and just are really kind of comfortable places. Good sound, you can mm-hmm. kind of see from anywhere. Uh, all good attributes to a venue <laughs> well i love that at the fillmore if a show is sold out that you get a, a poster yeah that that's I super love. fun and i'm always disappointed when there isn't a poster it always makes me sad or if i don't get the poster right 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 yeah though um i've got quite a few now it's always fun that like when you, there's shows like you didn't expect to get one yeah oh, posters yeah totally totally <laughs> um trying to think what um the things that make venues less appealing. Um, one of the ones I thought of, I mean, it, it's a another one. It's a comfortable venue to see bands and things, but it's weird. It translates weird to music. It's something like the Masonic. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Where they, uh, they did all these renovations and things, and it looks so nice. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
depending on uh, depending on the act playing there, it kind of feels weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, who have you seen there? I who have I seen there? Uh, they've they've done a lot of rock shows there. Like yeah, um, Rise Against and Kill Switch Engage played there, and it was really weird. Together, yeah. Rise Against and Kill Switch. Mm-hmm. That's an odd bill. Yeah. It okay. Was, uh, because they've got like these really nice chandeliers, and it's yeah. very bright, and like all, all the walls are like very bright white, and uh, it's very high ceiling, and a, the balcony is far away, uh, and uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, Breaking Benjamin, I saw a couple of years ago there. Uh, another, it, it's not bad per se. It's I haven't just, seen too many shows at the Masonic. It's not. Yeah, it's not one of my top venues, I guess, but. I don't know. Uh, how do you feel about like the Bill Graham Civic? Uh, Bill Graham Civic also kind of problematic, isn't it? It's kind of similar. Like, yeah. In the weird. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it doesn't translate. It doesn't translate great for concerts. It's kind of mm-hmm. odd, uh, especially if you're in the balcony. You're like in a different zip code. It's so high. It's so high and steep, kind of. Def- oh, definitely. Yeah. And the, uh, giant like pillars in the seats, so there's like some of the seats you can't even sit in because you can't see anything get obstructed view yep you're you're not one of the lucky ones <laughs> now w- the bay area's newest venue is uh i don't know if causing a stir is the right uh right term but uh are you excited for the new chase center the- oh um we'll see I, I, it'll be interesting i'm cautiously optimistic <laughs> i mean i feel like is that that's going to be like pretty massive like just yeah. like kind of levi's yeah uh no it's gonna be uh, uh it's about two thousand more seats than oracle so it's oh. it's okay. an arena size okay but. i just i've never been to levi stadium for a show but what i've heard is that women can't even take in their purses unless it's like the size of a wallet so if right. that's the direction that they're going i ain't going to a yeah, show they then. uh i think for levi's they use whatever the same as the nfl rules are in their ridiculously tight like that's that. silly uh a lot of they did their reveal week a couple weeks back uh with their lineup uh it was kind of weird because the first reveal was like a big one uh was the the symphony metallica totally symphony metallica 2 yes uh a big show like that that's a unique show uh-huh uh so that, that you know it sort of set the tone like oh there's gonna be big things here uh, and then the rest of the week was kind of weird. It's like, we have the Chainsmokers. Like, mm. Oh, you go from Metallica to the Chainsmokers. I mean, I guess they're big. Uh, uh, they're a big band for their genre. I just am not a fan right. at I'm, all. I think there's Dave Matthews Band is in there. I oh, think okay, that's cool. Black Keys are playing. So it, it's a variety of shows. Okay. Just any chance to say something about the Chainsmokers. <laughs> they announced two Metallica shows, though. They did. And the it, second one it, is for their club member the first or their one, fan club? The first one was quite a debacle. Oh, okay. Uh, so they have, I'm going inside baseball in the Metallica fan club here. Uh, they're one of the bands who've made their fan club free in the past mm-hmm. five years or whatever. Uh, but to fans that were members when it was a paid club it's like a different level you're like a legacy member mm. so when they did the very first pre-sales for this show uh the very first one f- was for the the legacy fan club then they did a regular fan club one uh and then after that there was like 50 more there was like the chase pre-sale and the mm-hmm. radio pre-sale mm-hmm. and the live nation pre-sale 
and I think the show sold out. Like there were fan club people who got nothing. Like they they logged on, everything's gone. Like okay, uh, which was done through a separate ticketing site. I'm not even sure which one. So then you get to the 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 big pre-sale was the Chase one. So anyone who missed out on fan club tried for Chase, and everyone got the same screenshot. Was you are currently. 2,500th plus in line. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tried to jump in on this. Just I was like, I'll see if I can get anything. Um, and got the same. You are 2,500 plus in line. I was like, okay, well, that's dramatic. <laughs> Let's see how long this lasts for. Uh-huh. It stayed on that screen for the next 55 minutes. Whoa. Like, it, number didn't even change. Uh, and then finally, it's like, you're up next. And obviously everything was gone at that point. It's like, jeez. Oh, man, that just brings me back to the day of, like, whenever concert tickets would go on sale, I would literally be on the phone, like, dialing and have my, like, computer up and then have my mom or somebody else on a laptop on another computer, Mm -hmm. like, digging for tickets. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what did you get? (laughs) Get (laughs) them. I remember even before that, you'd like waking up early on a Saturday to go to Warehouse Music or whatever. Oh, don't talk to me about that. uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. So I was one of the very smart people who thought, I'm just going to camp out. Mm. And so that I'm first in line. So I get the best tickets. So I did this with my friend twice. I learned my lesson the first time. Uh, Actually, no, I didn't. Because I did it again. But <laughs> actually, the first time, it wasn't that bad. But the second time, we camped out. I think the first time, we just got, like, a slap on the wrist. And they're like, you can't do this. And we're like, whatever. Okay, we're going to do it again. So we did it again. Camped out all night for these tickets. And people showed up. They gave out these raffle tickets. Oh, And then, no. so it didn't matter what time you showed up. It depended on where your raffle ticket was. So, of course, our raffle ticket placed us in the very back of the line. So, luckily, this really lovely woman was like, you know, I don't need this extra raffle ticket. You can take our spot, like, behind me. I'm like, okay. So, we literally ended up with the very last tickets that were sold. So, we were in the nosebleed. (laughs) And the chick that showed up at the last minute, she showed up, like, right before doors opened. I I saw her at the show. Like front row. Oh, I was no. so mad. It, it was always also problematic. Was like they'd have one counter, but there could be like four shows going on sale that morning. Yes. And maybe there were like six people in line ahead of you for like the popular show, whatever the big show was. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, but I want this show. Mm-hmm. And people were, you know, you're competing against everyone else at the other stores. You're like, no. Mm hmm. Yeah, that. It was intense. I'm surprised that lasted as long as it did. That seems really <laughs> problematic looking back on it. For now. real, for real. Oh man, <laughs> uh, those were the days. <laughs> yes, they were. Kids don't know. They just have no idea. I think, what we had to go through. Uh, I, I remember here. I think the before that, you like didn't even know your seat. Like you called a number and were like, "I want two tickets to this show," and then they just sent you seats. And oh, when I'm they not sh- that old, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't experience. I just hear this. this these are things I hear. Yeah. And you just got tickets in the mail, like, oh, we got a good seat location. And that seems also problematic. Yeah, right. Uh, bringing it uh, around to the Metallica show, they did, to their credit, after so many fans are like, we didn't even have a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced a second show, uh, Sunday, September 8th, uh, to only fan club members. Wow. Uh, 
my favorite part of it is like it's not going to go on sale for a while because we don't know quite how it's going to work yet. Uh, At least they're going to figure out the kinks exactly. before doing it, though, and they know it's coming, so that's something to look forward to. Right. It, I can't imagine how you keep uh, uh, scalpers at bay. I mean, if it's a free fan club, like I feel like there's ways to get around that. Like I'm sure they have ways of registering like 500 fake users and trying yeah, to get tickets. Right? But I, I, people smarter than me, I assume, are figuring that out. I mean, I think that they're somewhat figuring out how to. Um, I guess not have scalper. I mean, like with outside lands, didn't they have like those chips mm-hmm. and you had to have the credit card in hand that you bought it with in order to get your wristband? Isn't that like that's a thing? Right. right? Yeah, yeah. So I they're, know that like outside lands, they're one of the most hardcore about they their are. wristbands. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I feel like there's a way. It, we, we didn't talk about the outside lands lineup. That also oh, came out right. recently. It did. It did. Uh, I don't know where I stand on it. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, it's in August, August 9th through the 11th in San Francisco. Right. Golden Gate Park. Uh, they, they pre-announced the big head, well, the, the big, like, legacy headliner. They always have one kind of older legacy act there. Uh, Paul Simon this year. Seems like an odd choice for a big outdoor music festival, but I'm yeah, sure people like, will like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't know. I'm not, um, crazy, crazy, like, stoked on, on it, um... Yeah. I mean, 21 Pilots are playing. They're amazing. But I don't th- I don't know how I feel about seeing them at a festival. Right. You know what I mean? Because their show is very tailored to their crowd when you see them. And they have all these cool things that they mm-hmm. do. I'm just really... It would be interesting to see how they execute that or if they just forego it completely. Right. And for a festival setting. Tailored not only to their crowd, but also like there's things that are very specific to an arena like that you can only do in an arena that I I don't know how much they have to change that being at a festival and if that takes away from it at all and uh, the you know the lighting and the staging and so much that goes into a production of that uh your favorite guy is playing my favorite guy yeah which favorite guy Lil Wayne oh Lil Wayne (laughs) that's where I'll be (laughs) you're just gonna be camped out at that stage I was surprised how low down the lineup he was. Like, we have all these artists and Lil Wayne. <laughs> I mean, has he had anything? Has he hey, had good, any hits good lately? Point. I don't know. I feel like he, like he's, as a personality, as a name, I don't know. For sure. But who knows. The, the random one that I, I'm actually a fan of, but I also thought it was a random addition, was Blink-182. Totally, totally. That does not scream outside lands to me at all. It doesn't, but I see definitely a lot of people being stoked about that i mean it's just it's oh, like cool. okay. it's a throwback you that's know true. That's kind true. of even though they're like still <laughs> current i we're, guess with the new lineup we're throwing back blink 182 now no <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know there's a bit of nostalgia with that's, blink that's true that's true for sure i hope they're not like adding them ironically because like there's a lot of people when at their height like they obviously had a ton of fans, but they also had a lot of people who really did not like Blink-182. For sure. A lot of people talking smack, for Exactly. Sure. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's not like an ironic pick. Like, hey, we have Blink-182, too. Yeah, Paul Simon, that's going to be... I mean, he's great, right? I mean, it's Paul Simon. Part of Simon and Garfunkel. But... Um, and he did... Oh, I don't know. Well, what is it? Disturbed. Did They, like, kind of did a cover of The Sound of right, Silence. Right, so right. I feel like he's had some 
I don't know. People are kind of refinding Paul Simon. It's also, I want to say it's his farewell tour, or he's retiring, or getting out of music, or he might have, I, I can't remember if he had a health problem to go along with it. So I, in that sense, I guess it's a big thing that mm. it's probably his final San Francisco last hurrah. Yeah, so the Outside Lands lineup, I, I think it goes along with a lot of years that there's some stuff that you really like. There's some stuff that you probably don't like. There's probably some weird stuff in there. Uh, that's kind of like par for the course for Outside Lands. And I think there's something for everybody. Exactly. In a way that ties in, like, I, I don't know that you can call it like Golden Gate Park a venue, but sort of. Like, uh, the things that make a uh, a music festival venue, uh, I think Outside Lands does a lot of things right. That, you know, mm-hmm. great food. It's fairly comfortable in there. It's a, such a big space that you don't get too cramped. Yeah, and I don't think it's ever like too hot or like dusty. Right. You know, right, right. I feel like those are some issues at other places. Yeah, uh, parking not the easiest situation there. You no, just... no, I don't even know how. I mean, what I would recommend taking the bus. It, it's going to everyone for themselves. Like at that park point. somewhere far away and like take the bus. <laughs> don't even do Uber or Lyft. I mean, Uber exactly. or Lyft is. I guess there's so many of them in the city, but even then, you're going to be waiting a while. Right. Uh, Bottle Rock, another kind of comfortable festival experience. Mm-hmm. There is a little, it's a smaller area they're working with. So sometimes when there's a lot of people at a stage, you're like, ah. I'm so interested to see how the two stages, That's the two right. headlining stages work That's this right. year. They're, they're somehow figured out a bigger area to, or oh. it's a bigger stage, but I don't, I think they're also working to get a bigger crowd in that mm. second stage area. So that'll be interesting. That is cool. Um, that's a, a fairly easy one to get to and get into. It's, there's, yeah, they, they totally. do parking pretty well. They, do. they get entry in and out pretty well. Uh, so that, it's not too bad. You still got to wear your walking shoes, but it's yes. not that bad. It's, they True. do have it, they do have it kind of, um, figured out. Uh, one, I mean, one of the festivals we always talk about, uh, the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Three days this year. Three days. Three days. Yeah. I think I'm excited. Ask me again on the third day. I just yeah. want to know who the lineup's going to be. They keep sending out these little teasers. Have they started teasers? They've done, like, the dumb teasers of, like, the, like, static. You oh, know? That's it. Nothing okay. too crazy. I, I'm curious if they're going to take away bands each day. It's three three days is a lot of days. Of well, maybe they'll fill. shorten the time. Right, right. I think last year, I think the band, some of them were off by nine. Good point. That's right. right. Yeah. Some of the days did end early. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's a festival. Another uh, varying levels of comfort depending on dust and heat. That one can be pretty hot, pretty dusty. Uh, Parking, not great. <laughs> no, it used to be so much better, but now ah. that's, that spot has been taken over by construction. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all business parks now. So now you have to park Yeah, in a really random spot. I ended up parking in a motorcycle spot, right, last year? That's right. Because that was literally all well, was no, We parked on an abandoned street last year. Oh. And like Did walked we? in the back way, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That actually was the smart way to go. It worked well. That it, one worked well. Everyone's going to figure it out this Don't year. I, I said nothing. <laughs> I said nothing. There's no abandoned streets. No. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, a full uh, a full summer of music, lots of things to see, whether you like the big shows, whether you like the small shows. Uh, maybe people should interact. Can they, like, tweet us? What? Like, their favorite venues. Absolutely. We've never done that. You know what? We never have done that. Let's do it. Let's see what we get. This Favorite is only 36 venue. minutes in, which everyone stuck around with. 
But yeah, uh, tweet Rock and Vino at Rock and Vino. There's the Facebook page. Put it on there. Yeah, let us We're, know your favorite venue and why it's yeah, your favorite venue. Why do you like it? Or any nightmare venue experiences. What don't you like? So yeah, we'll put it out there to the world. To the world. <laughs> to everybody listening, which is the whole world. It's the whole world. <laughs> Our analytics say so. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, un- shall we wrap until next week? Um, yes. Let's absolutely wrap. And uh, and I'm excited to see who we have next week. Exactly. <laughs> Me too. Until we next have, week. We have some good people in, in mind. Thanks for listening. <laughs>